40 Lessons. Episode 32 of the 40 Lessons podcast. My name is Todd B. Waldo. Thank you once again for tuning in and checking out another episode of 40 Lessons. We like to highlight a nonprofit or a special event that is happening in our community. And if you would like your organization or your event to be highlighted, let me know. Todd at Todd B. Waldo. Dot com. This week, we had our TEDx RVA salon over at the Virginia Treatment Center for Children. It was the last event that TEDx RVA is going to do for a while. Uh, I've been helping to lead and to produce over the last five years with this amazing group of volunteers. It's been an honor and a privilege and it was just wonderful to stand up in a room one more time and had this really great conversation, a hard conversation, but a really great conversation. Uh, it was just great to be reminded of all the wonderful, wonderful people who have made TEDxRVA possible. I, th- I think probably more valuable to me than, um, than any part of that experience is just the people that I've gotten to know and the connections and the relationships uh, I think about the men and women in the groups that have been on stages and, you know, the speakers and performers who I'm still I'm still in relationship with them. And of course, all of the people who have helped to put that event on and make it happen. And they are some of the most talented, wonderful, amazing people and their friends. And I think when you do mission with people who are friends, when you do mission and try to make a difference for folks who you know past the the to-do lists and the production rundowns and all the mechanics of making things happen when you get to know them and their families and their lives and their hopes and their dreams and aspirations and their challenges and you really do life with them it makes it even more special i'm just i'm i'm honored to be a part of that group and it was just great to to bow out on thursday night with uh with those people Extra special for the salon. And so the way the salons are set up, we watch a TED or a TEDx talk, and then we have a discussion. And so for this one, we talked, uh, the talk that we had that we viewed was from Dr. Allison Jackson. She was on our stage back in 2016, and her talk was a call to connection making childhood trauma personal. It was a wonderful talk. She told her story and... Um, Risa, who's a good friend, she she brought Allison to us and and really helped us to work with her. And her Allison's talk was fantastic, and it was great to have an event, especially our you know, our last event, and highlight a talk from right here in Richmond that our team was able to was able to produce. She introduced us to to Henry. She told us Henry's story. Um, I want you to listen to a little bit. Of, of her talk, and this is after she's kind of walked through some of the events that have happened in, in Henry's life. His behavioral health file gets this thick, and so does his school file, until one day they tell him his parents aren't his parents anymore, termination of parental rights, and so now he's up for adoption, but nobody really wants him. And so he's in his 10th foster care placement at 11 years old, and foster dad and foster mom are fighting, and he thinks, I'm never gonna watch someone put their hands on someone else again. And he steps in and he takes a swing, And the next thing he knows, he's in handcuffs in juvenile detention. Now that's a tough story to hear. And what I want you to think about is 12 systems and 50 plus people crossed Henry and his family's life. And no one thought it was their job to connect with them about that hard story. 
And that doesn't make sense to me because, right, we're caring people. All of us are. And so I wonder, maybe it's because we were taught it's not our role. It's not our place. Or maybe from a more hidden part of ourselves, we think that's Henry. That's his family. We can't change stuff like that. That's them and this is us. What I want you to hear today is this is not an us-them conversation. This is an all-of-us conversation. And if we choose to keep our story of silence, this epidemic's going to grow. And that feels uncomfortable, right? And if I'm doing this right, you feel uncomfortable because when we get uncomfortable, we grow, and that's a good thing. And you might be saying, Allison, what do you want me to do about this? I mean, I don't know how to break this silence. I might not have the right letters behind my name. I might not have any letters behind my name. I mean, violence and abuse, that seems like pretty big stuff. And what I would say to you is this. 70% of why anyone changes a negative health behavior is because of the person who connects with them and inspires them to change that. Relationship is the evidence-based practice. Connection. And you don't need the right letters or any letters to do that. Henry's story is, is a hard one. Um, and, and Allison, she really pushes us to, to not have a, an us or them conversation. She pushes us not to be silent and to really lean into the discomfort because there's, there's growth there. There's this opportunity when we lean into the, to the honesty, when we lean into sharing our own story or hearing someone else's story, there's this opportunity and that's our path. Our path to change is through connection, is through relationship. When I start thinking about abuse, um, thinking about neglect, household dysfunction, these are kind of some of the big areas when we talk about ACEs and you kind of score yourself and you're kind of ticking off the things you've experienced. And we look at those areas, abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction. I, I think about my own story and, and the boxes I take off. So under abuse, we've got physical abuse, emotional, sexual abuse, neglect. It could be physical, it could be emotional. Thinking about household dysfunction, mental illness, uh, an incarcerated relative, seeing your mother treated violently or substance abuse or divorce. I check off. <laughs> I check off a few of these things. Um, and, you know, when you're living it, it's, it's just, it's life. And you know that it's hard. And, and in many respects, you... You think it's not supposed to be that way. You know, when, when I experienced, you know, watching my, my dad's behavior uh, as a child, as, a, as much as a six, seven, eight-year-old child can understand your dad not just doing something simple like coming home from work. When that doesn't happen, that doesn't seem right. That seems wrong. It wasn't until I was an adult that I understood the impact of that the impact that it had on how I viewed myself, how I viewed others, how I behaved in relationships. Didn't understand the impact of watching and visiting my relatives in jail. I didn't, I didn't know the impact that would have. Didn't know the impact it would have to watch my parents fight and yell at each other and be violent with each other. I didn't know that until much later. And I took, I took the risk, uh, I, I stepped past the moment that I was in, past my own discomfort, my own anxiety, my own fear. And I went and I had a conversation and I was pushed to do it. I was pushed and, and it was it was in a moment where um, my, my, my insecurity was high. 
my self-esteem was low. And I, and I didn't understand why. I was, my daughter was, was not yet born. Her mom was pregnant and I was struggling with how I was going to be a dad, given everything in that moment that I felt about my dad. And, and, the, and, the, and the struggle of trying to become and get ready to become daddy to this little girl and not having a good model in my dad. And then seeing the relationship with my father and seeing the relationship with other men that were in my life. And I, I struggled between all of those and, and couldn't find my place. And so I took the risk to have a conversation and, and go to counseling and just see, is there something here? Is there something wrong? Am I, am I missing something? Because I don't feel ready. I feel so much fear. Um, I have so much doubt. I don't think that I can do this well. And that fear and that doubt is hurting my esteem. And so now I can't connect with the people around me. I don't feel worth much. And so now I'm shutting down and I'm closing myself off and I'm isolating myself. I'm getting disconnected from the people that are trying to, to love me. I didn't get that pattern. I didn't get what was going on with me until I started to just talk and connect. And that's really what Allison is pushing us to do. We all go through a lot of different things in our, in our life, but we need, we need each other. We need these relationships because those relationships can help. They can help heal us. It helped heal me. And I had to, I had to experience forgiveness of things that had gone on in my life. And so a lot came from the relationships that I had with the people around me that, that chose to listen, to be open, to not judge me, to just love me and be available to me. And now, now I can live more free. <laughs> I don't live with the depression. I don't live with the anxiety. I don't live with the low self-esteem. I don't, I don't live with those things anymore. My, my identity is so much more secure now. I can love my daughter well because I did the work. I can, I can love her and be available to her and be the kind of dad that I have, that I aspire to be because I took the risk. I told my story and there was someone there to listen. And, and I hope that you will, will tell your story and realize that all of us have, have these hard, difficult moments. And I might, I might not be able to relate to yours. I'm, I might not understand yours, but I know pain. I know struggle, I know fear, I know anxiety, I know doubt, I know loneliness. And many of us do, because they're common, they're common among this human experience. But I also know joy, and I know gratefulness, and I know happiness, and I know freedom. And so there's another side of this experience that's possible. And so my hope for you is that you'll tell your, tell your story that you'll risk the vulnerability and you'll risk opening up. Because when you do, now you have a chance. You have a chance to, to heal and you're open to the possibility of, of your view of yourself being different, your view of other people being different, your view of this world being different because you just, you opened up. My hope for us is that we will be people that listen. Not to judge, not to criticize, just we just listen. 
and listen not to to fix it or to or to do anything like but just just to listen there's so much value in being the audience for someone being and and the honor of of hearing someone's hard story and entering into their experience to let them cry with you and let them be sad with you that's an honor my hope for us is that we will that we will do that there are so many things happening day to day in our lives and we see here in our city and we see and we're having a different conversation now nationally because of some things that have happened recently we think about our mental health we think about our spiritual health we think about our physical health we are always thinking about that and the impacts to it but we need we need each other to work through the difficulties and the things that make that harder it costs too much when we when we don't allison shared that with us the the cost of our silence is it's too high it's way too high so i hope that you will tell your story and i hope that we will be people that will listen my name is todd b waldo this is 40 lessons as always i appreciate your thoughts and your feedback todd at toddbwaldo.com send me an email let me know your thoughts and as always please take care of yourself and let's make sure we take care of each other Did I not record any of that? Oh, there it is. I was about to say, <laughs> fear, so much fear that I recorded nothing of that episode. <laughs> okay.